0: Year is 1929. We are at the banquet hall of the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel where we are honoring the films of 1927 and 1928. There are two categories that are considered the top award at the Academy Awards tonight. The first annual Academy Awards. The first is the best unique and artistic picture and the second is outstanding production. In later years the Academy is going to decide that outstanding production was the top award of that night but right now we're gonna cover both movies best unique and artistic picture the envelope please and the award goes to sunrise 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 you know let's go ahead and uh, give the award for outstanding production as well the envelope please and the winner is wings wings Two one-word movies? That's impossible. <laughs> our, our first episode covering the first year at the Academy Awards. Oh my gosh, what are you feeling right now? So, yeah. Oh man, so this was fun. Um, I had never seen Wings before. Uh, I had seen Sunrise one time before. I watched it years ago. Years and years. Years and years ago. So it was fun to re-watch it. I'd forgotten just how dark that movie is. It's dark, it's good. We're gonna have to be yes. we're gonna talk about every aspect of these these films. Yes, we but absolutely will. But let's go ahead before we do that and just cover where we are, how the Academy kinda gets started. Yes. And um Uh, what led to these movies winning? Totally. Okay. So I love, uh, when I was kind of reading about the first Academy Awards ceremony in uh, the book that I have, Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny. The way that they phrased it was, in the beginning, the first few years, it was just about the food. People just wanted to go there. It was like a little party. It wasn't even like about the awards. It was more so about bringing all of these um, people from different areas of filmmaking together. Well, I was reading that the the idea uh, was to kind of control the artist. Sure, of course. Unions, right? They didn't unions. want unions. They did yeah. not want unions. Mm-hmm. And Louis B. Mayer, who was, of course, mayor of Metro, Goldwyn Mayer, yes. and the uh, head of production at MGM. Joan Crawford's MGM. daddy. <laughs> Joan Crawford's <laughs> daddy, known for not being the best person to Judy Garland. Um <laughs> But made lots of good movies. Lots of good movies. Um, he was in charge of MGM, and he said that, the way that you control artists was to give them shiny awards, basically. How true is that, though? we do... Artists do love the recognition. Yes, we just love to be told, good job. What's interesting, though, is that the entire idea of using the Academy Awards to control unions, it didn't really work. Not at all. Um, In fact within a few years um, unions across the industry had already been formed Mm -hmm. in the next decade and uh, ultimately... All of those people would end up being voting members of the Academy. Exactly. Helping to decide who were the best pitchers. But this first year it wasn't really this mass vote. Not not at all. In fact, the winners were announced what weeks before. Yeah. They already knew who had won. So by the time it wasn't that's the thing, it wasn't so much of a ceremony. It was more so just like a, mm-hmm. let's get together, have some good food, here's your award, take a picture, go home. And this is this is the only year. Where the awards were announced that far in advance. Correct. Uh, after that, there were a few years, about 10 years or so, where they would be given to papers, the LA Times, for their evening edition oh, right. ahead of time. Uh, but then one year, uh, which we'll get to, 1939, the awards for 1939, they leaked it before the ceremony started. Right. And uh, after that, uh, it became the sealed envelope that we Correct. all know and love. So uh, things have evolved a little over the years. Yeah. The, the suspense has been now like built up for it finally. Yes. But uh, zero suspense in these first few years. <laughs> no. And in this first year, the the ceremony lasts less than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's not broadcast on radio or obviously not television. But, uh, and there are no speeches. The winners didn't give speeches. The only no. speech, uh, I read that there was only one speech given and that was from, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, him. Yes. That wonderful man. Wait, that guy. Douglas Fairbanks? Is that who I'm No, thinking? yeah, you're right. Yes, right? Okay, thank you. Douglas like, Fairbanks, uh, yes. who was a Senior, huge, <laughs> huge silent movie star. Yes. His son, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., would become a movie star in his own right. He had married Joan Crawford. I was gonna say, and Mister Joan Crawford. Mister Joan Crawford. Uh, oh, but we got to Joan Crawford before Meryl Streep in this episode. Good for oh, us. Oh wow! But we just mentioned Meryl we Streep, sure did. so we're already. there. Um, <laughs> he became a big star in his own right. He was also married to Mary Pickford at the time, who was also yes. one of the uh, people behind the Oscars ever Absolutely. happening. And both of them were also founders of United Artists as yes. well. Um, which is interesting that they were involved in this, uh, organization that was made to kind of control artists. And yet they started United Artists, which was all about artist freedom. Exactly. I think it was them just like, they clearly wanted freedom of their own movies Mm -hmm. because they just wanted to do what they did best. For yeah. as long as they could do it, which wasn't many years after this. No, they uh, did not have a great post sound. Sure didn't. And situation. what's so upsetting about that? I feel I've been feeling this a lot more lately. Poor Mary Pickford. Yes, she won her Oscar the next, the very next year. Yeah. But for a talkie, and she's obviously more famous for her silent films, and the first winner for Best Actress, Janet Gaynor, for a silent film. Why wasn't Mary Pickford even nominated this first time? Like year? she clearly made probably fifteen movies. Yes, that year. and they were probably the biggest box office films of that year. You know, so it, it um, that is kind of baffling to me and kind of too bad for her. Yeah, it is too bad. It's um I have a con. There's another friend of mine who I have had this conversation with before. It's interesting um, when actors win for something that it's like the Academy awards them when they do something that's against type. Right. But then they're not rewarded for what they did so well. Totally. And for Mary Pickford you who know? is playing a little 12-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. Well into her 30s. <laughs> well into her 30s. <laughs> what a complex. Oh, and believe me, as a 30-something now, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can tell you, you don't feel like you're, ah. a, you don't feel like a little girl anymore. My God. Um. <laughs> so the Academy, this, the first year I think is just all about, um, isn't so much about, the suspense or the individual Mm -hmm. awards. But it is something about establishing... It does, whether intentionally or not, establish these precedents for what a great movie is. Yes. For what the Academy is going to be looking for in years to come. Yes. You know? And that begins with the first Best Picture winners. Yes. So Um, which one do you want to talk about first? I think... Let's go ahead. I feel like we're going to spend maybe a little bit more time on wings. You're probably right. Just because that's what the Academy considers their official Best Picture for that year. But it's interesting to note, there were two awards that were considered the top awards of the night, and it was the only time that an Oscar was given for a unique and artistic uh, Mm -hmm. picture. Um, And then retroactively, pretty much the next year, the Academy was like, oh no, just the best picture. And we're just going to give that to one movie, and we'll just say Wings was the best picture that year. Because it won Outstanding Production, which does sound like, okay, overall production, overall picture, I get that. Correct, yes. if in 1929, when these awards were given, Sunrise was considered equally an equal winner award-wise, I feel like we should also concentrate on that movie as a Best Picture. Absolutely, yes. Back in 1929, both of these films were considered the top two films of the year. It's also, we should probably mention that these, these first six Oscars that we'll be covering um, do not... Like, this covers both 19—the first awards covers both 1927 and 1928. Correct. Uh, So for the first six years, the eligibility period for the Oscars was, like, midway through one year to midway to the next year. Yeah, it took them a little while to actually Mm -hmm. correct their, like, terms and calendar, like, um, what is actually allowed to compete in each year. It took them a little while to kind of uh, round that out. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Uh, so Sunrise. Let's Sunrise. talk about Sunrise, which um we should note Sunrise is not only a movie that won some Oscars, it's also uh, considered one of the best movies of all time. Of all time, yes, yes. Uh, it is number five on the Sight and Sound. Uh, list which is done every 10 years oh, the last one was in this. 2012 yes um, and there's a critics list and a directors list it's number five on the critics 22 on the directors okay um it's number 82 on the american film institute's top 100 list from 2007 and that's big for a mm-hmm. silent film yeah. to be on afi's top 100 i know i know there's not a lot of silent films on any of those lists no. so for that to be there um, and they also ranked it, the American Film Institute also ranked it number 63 on their top 100 passions list, mm. which is their romance sure. movies. Um, and it was selected uh, for the National Film Registry, uh, which is the national service. that They induct, I think, 25 movies every year mm. uh, to be preserved in the Library of Congress here in the yes. United States. It was inducted in 1989, which is significant because that was the first year. So, it's among the first movies inducted into the National Film Registry. So, this is a big deal. Big deal. Movie. Um, Yes. And a lot of, like, um, I will say this too, a lot of great film directors of this golden day of Hollywood took a lot of... um, Uh, of their, like, style and the way they film their movies from this film, from, like, Mm F.W. Murnau. 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 (laughs) Who directed the movie. Yes. Like, um, (laughs) John Ford being one of them said that he saw Sunrise and took a lot of the way that he films his movies from Sunrise. So those, like, sweeping shots, those... Kind of like those amazing, like, wide shots that he was using and tracking shots as well. Oh, my God. For a silent movie to use tracking shots, like, that was kind of way before its time. It was also one of the first movies to use uh, rear projection. Yeah. Um, There is a really interesting shot uh, where the couple at the center of the movie—we'll talk about the plot in a Mm -hmm. second—the couple at the center of the movie— is walking through a city street and then it kind of transitions to them out in this field and then it goes back into the city street mm-hmm. um, and that was a rear projection shot and that was not something commonly done yet although it would become yeah. the standard very soon Totally, it was like a highly experimental film is kind mm-hmm. of what I was getting when I watched it yeah. where it's like one of those experimental films where all the experiments just go right it's and uh, the director of the movie F.W. Murnau. Murnau, we're so Murnau. good with with foreign oh God. names. Y'all are gonna have fun with our pronunciations. I'm yeah. gonna brutal, brutal. I'm gonna murder so many names. It's gonna be tragic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, F.W. Murnau, Murnau. <laughs> <laughs> the director of Sunrise, That's correct? Uh, came uh, from uh, was was German. Germany and yeah. Germany. Um, Of course, also gave us silent movies like uh, Metropolis, for instance, which are all very expressionistic. Exactly, and that's the good thing. I feel like Sunrise was a great crossover from German expressionism into our modern Hollywood film. Yes, It really bridged that gap more than any other German expression film did. Yes, the movie, uh, plot-wise, it's it's kind of like an allegory. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a movie about this man who is... Uh, kind of bored with his life in the country. He's a bored farmer. Yeah, he's a bored farmer. He's had it with those crops. Yeah, he's like, crops? (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. (laughs) I want this exciting city woman. It's a a woman from the city who is uh, visiting this country town for the summer and she she tempts him, essentially. She's Mm -hmm. like the devil on his shoulder and she wants him to kill his wife and move to the city. And his wife is played by Janet Gaynor. And she's the sweetest little plain Jane you've ever seen. She's like this little cherub. She's just so, like, angelic. Yes. Has this very blonde wig and the tight bun. I had forgotten that she's blonde in this movie. And I don't know why that caught me so off guard when I watched it again. I was just like whoa, she's blonde. Yeah, she is. Not brunette. (laughs) Apparently, that was a thing in 19... When people watched this in 1927, the fans were a little upset that she wasn't her usual dark, dark, long-haired self. It's like when Mary Pickford cut her hair. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, no, no. We do not like these changes. No, no, no. Even though it's just a wig, people. Literally no, just a wig. Just a wig. <laughs> um. So he's he actually sets out to try and kill his wife. Yeah, he's going to push her overboard. They're going to go on a little boat ride, and he's going to push her over and drown her. Yes, and then he gets to the point where he's going to do it, and he can't. He Can't do it. He can't do it, and they arrive in a city. And she gets out of there she She just just runs runs. out of that boat and is running through the city and she i was in i thought it was very interesting how this movie is is playing on several different levels as it's going but uh the story it tells is very simple and and in silent film in general it's a lot of times about the surface Mm -hmm. emotions and then there's other stuff going on but, um, the plot itself is very, like, this happens and this happens and this happens. Yes. But they allow her to be, like, it takes a while for her to forgive him. Yeah. Um, for which, trying to kill her. <laughs> which should probably be good, right? Like, But I mean, like, I feel like that happened all the time. The uh, right? Like, <laughs> women would just be like, oh, my husband's gonna try to kill me. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, you know, just a we don't have Sunday rights. afternoon, whatever. Ugh. Um, but yeah, it takes well for him to win her back because they kind of have like a day in the city where they get their photo taken. Do they? Did they renew their vows? No, oh, they saw somebody renewing their they vows. They saw someone. That's what it was. They saw. They saw a little wedding. And, yeah, um, and they go dancing. And they go dancing. They go to this carnival. Yeah, everything is very. The set design is incredible, but it's also very expressionistic, very, yes, very distorted, fantasy, yes, very like storybook, um, mm-hmm. which goes along with what you were saying. It's kind of like this um, fairy tale. It is. It feels, know? it feels like a cautionary tale in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, it's about temptation. It is. Yeah, and she's like the angel on one shoulder, and then this woman from the city is the devil on the yeah. other. Yeah. So they go through and they have this day in the city where they kinda of fall in love again. Yeah. And I liked it I liked that segment a lot. Me too. Because I felt it felt like a very realistic date to me. Yeah. Very and this strong. unrealistic style, it was realistic date. Yes, that's it, it like allowed the audience to really like root for them mm-hmm. and more specifically rooting for him because he's this despicable person that we've Uh, you know been watching the first part of this film yeah and then for us to kind of switch over and be like oh you know what no i want them to be together (laughs) it's like it takes a lot to go from him attempting murder to oh yeah you guys should be together so their love (laughs) is very pure by the end of their day in the city yes and so they're going back that night and this very impressive storm very impressive very impressive storm hits them in the boat on the way back and uh he, they turn over and he loses her. Sure does. And um, he washes up on shore. Yep. And goes to look for her. There's a search party. Yes. And with all the little her. villagers from their town. They can't find her. They've basically given up hope. Yes. And that's when the woman from the city meets up with him and she thinks she that thinks. he killed his wife and they're going to run away together. And he goes after her and he comes very close to killing her. Yes. He chokes her. Very, like, for a long time. Yeah. Yes. But then they do discover that um, sweet Janet Gaynor is alive. She had grabbed onto some reeds, some bundled up reeds, if you will. And those reeds, interestingly, earlier in the movie, they were gathered by the woman from the city (sighs) to uh, serve as a life raft for the husband when he turned over the boat on purpose to drown his wife ended up saving her Mm. and ended up saving her instead which is an interesting twist of of fate and then the woman of the city they just show her leaving the town she goes away and yeah the two the man and uh, husband and wife have a happy ending thank goodness yeah I mean like we went through some shit in that one yes ooh First cursing in the... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Curse away. Uh, well, I love, too, about this movie, with it being a silent film, uh, one of the reasons why I don't necessarily care for silent movies as much as I do with the talkies is because of the cutaways to the text boxes, mm-hmm. whereas this film, Sunrise, had hardly any of them. No. And the way they designed the titles they did use uh, was interesting, because, like, whenever the suggestion comes up towards the beginning of the movie that that the woman from the city makes the husband Uh uh, that he kill his wife. It's like, what if she drowned? And then it shows the text drowning. Yes. So it's, it's an interesting style with the text. Correct. And that is used very little. Yeah. And I haven't really seen that in other silent movies. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that was kind of an added thing that FW Murnau (laughs) 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 added into this, which is funny because I was reading something about this movie too. Where uh, they were talking about how um, that director brought so much, like, Uh, these new things to silent movies and then literally like the very next year like silent films were just done for you know yeah, no, so, like all these cool things that we could have done with silent movies if they had lingered around longer yeah it was uh, like he put into this film which is probably why it's considered the greatest silent movie of all time yes although it should be noted that it is while it is a silent film it's also kind of a sound film too with because, the music because there is a music and sound effects track <sighs> yes that was added to the movie because the technology was just coming out to add sound to film and there were some like hybrid movies that came out in 1927 1928 yeah where uh there was a soundtrack but no talking right and that is this movie correct but it's wonderful because the majority of the film is just told through images visuals. and visuals exactly and that's that is strong storytelling. You know, if you can really get your tale across without so much dialogue, it can, you know, arguably sometimes be even more impactful than well, the other movies can. What was it Hitchcock who said um, that you should be able to watch a movie and know what's going on with the sound off? Mm. And yeah, and that is this movie one hundred percent. Definitely this movie one hundred percent. You understand everything. Um, so sunrise i highly recommend as a film absolutely watch it it's literally an hour and 30 minutes you can it's quick yes it's a very quick watch it's Um, easy to get engrossed into don't worry it doesn't feel totally and i feel like people are really afraid of not only black and white films but silent movies and with this film there's no no reason to be apprehensive about watching it it's really really good and also like i maybe because dialogue wasn't there yet uh in a silent movie it, it especially with these two films that we're talking about today, I think that there is this feeling that something needs to happen every few seconds. Right. So the plot moves along pretty quickly. Yes, it does. Yeah. There's no, like, dead space or mm-hmm. there's yeah there's no sequence in this film that shouldn't be there. Everything is that, very tight and yes. quick, and it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, who is the, the leading actor? What's his name? George o- George O'Brien. George O'Brien, yeah, is beautiful, by the way. He is some really yes you don't think so i wasn't too into him oh i think he's very attractive this is going to be a part of the podcast as well absolutely we, just discuss... <laughs> we have discussed the, leader, the, the men men. as well <laughs> oh i thought he was very attractive we're going to objectify the men and we're going to maybe. worship the women absolutely <laughs> maybe i just like a man who could potentially murder me i don't know maybe Apparently. this is some psychological stuff that we're going to work out maybe i should talk to my therapist tomorrow and we can discuss this <laughs> Uh, (laughs) to afford therapy. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Gotta (laughs) love (laughs) it. Gotta love it. (laughs) Um, so I definitely think this movie holds up. I think it's one of... It definitely holds up. I mean, I I, I am one of those, I don't know what you would call, snobs, if you will, where I base a lot of, I I hold a lot of esteem in Rotten Tomatoes, and this movie is 98% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That is, that is a pretty good selling point. Yes. It's, I... Like who are those two percent though? No kidding, right? Who didn't like this screw them? I mean, um, this I would say that this movie, um, like you were talking about just a second ago, is a great touchstone for the year it came out. To say something about the first annual Academy Awards, where we're having this transition from silent to talkies, it's like the best example of a silent movie, Yes, but it is uh, also using this new sound technology. It's a great transitional movie. It says a lot about when it came out. Definitely. It really does put us in that time period Mm -hmm. of the late 1920s and where not just movies were at, but where Hollywood was at in general, too. Yeah, and I mean, like story-wise, we're also dealing with something that is ma- that's that's um, told in a simple way, but is very adult mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't shy away from uh, scandal. True. It, I mean, it's very violent. There are a lot of violent moments in this movie. It's it's a great movie. Um, really, really great, and it was the winner of artistic picture it also did win two other oscars i sure should did. say there weren't that many categories in nope. the first year uh, so winning three oscars is a big deal good deal um it also won best cinematography which is totally deserved makes all the sense um the way they use the moon in mm-hmm. this movie yeah. is just astounding and i was reading about how you know special effects were a little different than they actually did a lot of the the transitions and double exposures that you see throughout the movie where there's more than one image in the frame yes they did that in the camera they blacked out part of the shot Uh and then they took that exposed film from the first shot and then put it back into the camera blacked out the other part oh wow and then sh- you expose the film again to do crazy to do those shots. So the, the creativity they didn't have yes. computers. So it makes sense why this was given the award for outstanding artistic picture because mm-hmm. it is definitely that. This yes. is very much um, a film rather than a movie. You know what I mean? It's like I want to go to this movie and be kind of moved. Yes. And I want to feel something and I want to be attached to these characters. This is in the one story. that if I ever get a chance to see it on the big screen. Oh, I'm amazing! that opportunity, yes. And um, also, it should be said, Janet Gaynor did win Best Actress that year. Yes, yeah, she did. She won. It's kind of you. It's kind of hard to count this as an Oscar for Sunrise because Her- in this first year of the Oscars, um, they gave the award to the Best Actress of that year for all of the movies she made. So she also won for Seventh Heaven. And Street Angel, you know, Seventh Heaven eventually became the television series. Oh, wait. No, I think it's a separate story. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think in Seventh Heaven, doesn't she also have a husband who, like, dies or tries to kill her or something? I mean, like, it's just what Janet Gaynor was doing back then. That's all. In Street Angel, she literally plays a prostitute. So get it, Street Angel. She's an angel on the street. Do you get that? So, yeah. So she won technically for three performances. Yes. this, I haven't seen the other two films, but I'm guessing this one was probably more of a highlight since it also won Best Picture. Yeah. You know, this is, and it makes it's the sense. one people have continued to talk about for years and years. Um, the uh, only other note that I think I have on Sunrise is they did the city street, all, all of the sets that you see in the movie are were built for the movie. They spent an unreal amount of money on this movie. Yeah. Because the director was so respected in Germany that when he came over to Fox, they were like, here, you can have as much money as you want to make this movie. Yeah. And um, this is his first American film. And he actually died in 1931 in a car accident. Uh, so who knows oh, where his no. career would have gone had that, that so not tragic. happened. Um, and he died here, not in his native Germany. Like, he had settled and in America. Um, but uh, they built this mammoth um, new uh, like city street um, that is an incredibly impressive set because yeah. they have like trolley cars oh, and yeah. these huge buildings but they built it in forced perspective so that there are smaller buildings off in the distance and they hired children dressed as adults to yeah. look to look like uh, this set just kind of went on and on and on and was huge sure and that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah I love that too I love that they built this entire set of this movie and also too that I found was fun um all the scenes taking place in the farming um, town, that little farming town, yeah. and the lake itself where they're uh, rowing across is all Lake Arrowhead. So one of the interesting things about silent films is that uh, movies become more stage bound whenever sound gets introduced because you have to have good soundproof recording areas. Correct. It's harder to record things outside, especially in the early years of the technology. We're about to get in some really stagey movies when we do these first next couple of years. Uh, um, Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, <laughs> so we go right from the the epitome of an art form to the primitive of the art form the yeah, next exactly. year. Exactly. But um, the uh, the they could take the camera anywhere. Yeah. And film, and they did, which honestly is a pretty good transition into Wings. Absolutely. Yes. Which won outstanding production. Correct that year, and, and it is the film that the Academy now constitutes as the singular Best Picture win of this first year. Yes, if you were to go to um, Hollywood and Highland and go over to the Dolby Theater, there is this uh, giant entryway into the theater, and they have the Best Pictures winner with Best Picture winners listed on both sides. The Best Picture they have for this year is is Wing Wings, <laughs> um, and Wings uh, also has a pretty. Um, Pretty storied uh, history as Absolutely. far as as recognition goes. It was also uh, selected for the National Film Registry, although it took it a few years. It was a few more um, years, right? Yeah, it was uh, named in 1997. Hmm. It also won... So I love that Sunrise was picked before Wings. Yeah, that is that mm. is really interesting. It also um, won another Oscar. It won for Outstanding... Or, excuse me, Best Engineering Effects for Roy Pomeroy. That makes sense. Um, and it... Uh, also, there's something else that's a good factoid. I have it listed here. Oh, it was in the... Um, it was nominated to be one of the best pitchers of all time by the AFI, but it did not make the list. It's not on their top 100. It's not on their top 100. There you go. Uh, anyway, so that is Wings. Tell me tell me about Wings. What's it about? Okay, so I had not seen Wings before, and all I knew about Wings going into it was that it's about fighter pilots during World War I, um, and that's essentially what it is about. These two young... Uh, pilots become a fighter pilots in the war uh but they are both like seeking the love of one girl back home um played by clara beau who was one of the famous well it's the other girl oh oh no no no, i'm sorry what's her name yes you're right it's uh um uh what's her name who her name's not important not important um (laughs) this other girl other girl um, Clara Bow is the girl who Clara does sweet Next, next right. uh, Sylvia is the name of the character Sylvia Sylvia, Sylvia. she um, they're what are the two lead guys names uh, the actors you mean uh, Richard yeah. Arlen and Charles Buddy Rogers right um, they are fighting over Sylvia they're fighting over Sylvia and, and Clara Bow is in love with um, Charles Rogers Charles Rogers um, who uh, plays Jack And then David is the name of the other guy. We're so briefed on the plot for this movie. Yeah. It's really impressive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We did actually just watch this. This isn't like... That's um, so true. We were just so in love with Sunrise that it became a little difficult. So in love. I will say, I was actually very impressed with Wings. I thought I was going to dislike it. Um, but I really ended up enjoying it. I will say it is a little too long. It is like two hours and 20 minutes long. So. It is a long movie. But Buckle it's... up if you're going to watch it. Yeah, no, you should watch it, though. I think it is a very good, uh, good. time capsule in a lot of ways. It, again, has um, a lot of the elements of how silent movie making was done. Yeah. It is a great silent film in the sense that it shows the way that they progressed a plot, the way that they showed character yes. or emotion, and the biggest thing that I was impressed with walking away from this movie is the special effects in the film. Very well done. All the fight scenes, the aerial fight scenes in their fighter planes, really, really well done. Incredible. And they yeah. have, they, there's a part of the movie where they have this uh, battle. I mean, it's all World War I battles. They filmed uh, the majority of this movie... Um, in the outskirts of San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. So they, uh, they went out there. So they had plenty of free space to film these airplanes, to film, uh, the sets that have to get exploded. Yeah, the literally movie. They blow up. They blow out this town, and the, the scene where they blow up this town, the it's just it's incredible. It was fun to read about this too, because there were a lot of directors who watched Wings and had no idea how they filmed these sequences. What's um, what's the director's name? Crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> His name is William Wellman Wellman, there we go. I knew it was something Wellman. Okay, right. They called William him Wellman. Wild Bill Wellman. Because he was known for he was initially known for making the B westerns. And he was not I was reading about him and he was not an A-list director when this movie Came out. No, they just wanted him because he had been a fighter pilot, right? In World War One. In World War so he, he understood. Knew, yeah, and he like he like said things like, "You can't, you have to have clouds when you're filming, yeah, because if you don't have the clouds, people have nothing to understand the size of the plane or the plane's motion. Oh, ah. so if you filmed it against a black sky, he thought it would just look like a an ant or something, sure, or a bird flying across. Smart man. Yeah, so to get an idea of motion, you had to have that. And that makes sense. I will say, yes, his use of those visuals and all of the uh, special effects shots with the airplanes, well done. What William Wellman's, uh, what he wasn't so great about is pacing. This film, there's, I I will say, the entire middle section of this film was just awful. The whole part where they're in, were they in Paris? Yeah, when the part in Paris was just, just kind of dragged unnecessary. on it and dragged on because the the fighting in the movie is what's interesting, and the relationship between the two guys and their the, friendship, honestly, their on and off again friendship. I read that Clara Bow, who was a huge star at the time, one of the top stars of the silent era she um, was the it girl that's actually what they called her yeah Um, there's a really fascinating uh, documentary on her that I watched years ago um, that basically shows how horrible the transition to sound was for her how scared she was of the microphone um, and how she just kind of lived out her life in obscurity but she um, she was such a big star that Paramount wanted to put her in this movie and so her part was written after the film was conceived yes and and it shows and it shows that she was kind of the addition because the the love story of this movie and I don't know if this is the gay man and me <laughs> or not. Oh no, I definitely know where you're going with this. Yes, um, the the relationship between uh, Jack and David, Charles Rogers and Richard Arlen's characters, um, watching them go from two people who are pining from the same woman to. Being friends yes. to being so intrinsically connected, yeah, is fascinating. And that's the good thing too, because that's you know oftentimes you'll hear with these war stories, these you know you become like brothers, yeah, because you're you know you're experiencing the same tragedies and the hardships of war that you do become so entangled with each other. And that was was the good part of this movie. The, the um, I guess what you could say the uh... the. The selling point. The, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's the reason everything. you watch it. You you want to see these two characters make it, you know? And you get early on, uh, they meet uh, a guy whose character name is Cadet White. Mm. He's played by Gary Cooper. A young Gary a Cooper. A very young, a very sexy. Very sexy. Oh my goodness. I mean, like, I'm sad that those three guys didn't share that tent a little bit longer, if you know right. what I'm saying. <laughs> so beautiful. And it's actually really funny when... Um, Obviously, we knew it was Gary Cooper when he was on the screen, but like his screen presence is arguably massive. Like oh, when he is he in wings, in. It's, I was literally and like in, oh. like one scene, literally one scene. Yeah, but when he has that scene, I was like, oh, this is now the leading man, right? Because yes. I'm way more interested in what's happening with this guy. You it's can see. very clear that he's gonna be a Hollywood star immediately and it ap- was apparently this is the this is what shot him this is exactly right. and it makes um, perfect sense it does make complete sense but uh, he his character dies almost immediately after you him. <laughs> absolutely he does and uh, so you become and they keep him on screen long enough that you kind of come become endeared to the guy you yeah. like the guy and then he dies so they establish very early on that this role these guys are playing in the war where they're in these plane fights Um, it's dangerous. Very, absolutely. that drives the relationship between Jack and David. Absolutely it does, yes. But by the time we get to the point where, I mean, spoiler alert, everybody, um, David does get injured and shot down and goes into enemy territory and then steals one of the German planes. Yes. And then is shot down... By Jack. By Jack. By the friend. By his friend thinking that it's... A German. A German. Yes. He goes down after he shoots down the plane when they're now safely in their own territory. Yes. And they have this death scene. Yeah. Where he forgives him for shooting him down. And the way that he... He, it's Charles Rogers playing Jack, and he's he's holding Richard Arlen. The way that he's holding him, it's romantic. Very. It's it's a very... It's like he's losing an actual loved one, like his loved one. And it's yes. very sweet, tragic, mm-hmm. but... And he right. kisses him. He does. He kisses him on yes, the mouth. Yes, he does. But this was also a very... I don't want to call it a racy film, but it was a little racy. I mean, we see Clara definitely... Bow naked you do see clara Bow naked and like I, sequence, I don't just mean like oh i'm like covering no you see her boobs you straight see up her boobs and it's quick but they're there it's quick but it's definitely there and uh this happens in that entire paris sequence which is a little the low part of the movie oh this is the note that i wrote down i was telling you earlier i wrote down a note during the sequence that just kind of sums up the entirety of why this sequence is so stupid all i wrote was bubbles really that's what I wrote. Well, it was Do you know what I'm talking they, about? <laughs> they have this whole part where uh, Jack uh, gets drunk. Gets drunk. And when he gets drunk, he starts seeing bubbles everywhere. And they have these yeah. animated bubbles, which I will say that's an interesting filmmaking technique. Totally. And I was but, like, you know what? If this was uh, the 2000s, those bubbles would have been in 3D. Yeah, they would have been in 3D, but they're just like animated bubbles that are coming out of people yep. and items all throughout and just to display how grumpy it is. It's so weird. Um, and You know what I read to you about that, which is interesting? Uh, uh, Rogers, who played Jack in this scene, uh, he's only 22 and he'd never been drunk before and he actually got drunk for this scene. Oh, uh, so this is him for the first time This drunk. is literally him for the first time. Well, I mean, drunk that drunk makes it a little time. bit more interesting. Correct. But, <laughs> <laughs> But still Still. unnecessary. This whole, yeah, the whole thing. The only thing that's worth it of that sequence for me is probably the thing that people talk most about out of this movie, period. It's the tracking shot. Yes. Um, Going through the entire, um, like, uh, restaurant, the club. Yes. Yes. Tracking all across tables to where he's at. It's hard to describe exactly what it is, but it it does track through several tables of the restaurant to go into a close-up of... Jack. his face while yeah. the drink is getting poured mm-hmm. if you just google that if nothing yeah. else it's a really you'll really see it on youtube amazing shot it's, yeah it's, it's really it's, well done it's yeah incredible. the filming in this movie is really really great i would just say it, yeah, it was shots, just it um, was and the shots in the air yes i mean like because they are actually in those airplanes that's the incredible thing oh yeah yeah anyway but i will set. just say it's just a little too much it's more movie than it needed to be yes. you know um but in kind of comparing it now, like Wings versus Sunrise, I think what's fascinating about this first year is, like you had mentioned earlier, it does perfectly set up what the Academy considers, considers to, be, to be, be a prestige Oscar film. Well, you, you watch Wings and you totally understand it. First of all, it's long. There oh. are plenty of long yes. films that win Best Picture. Yes. It's about a war, also a mm-hmm. huge indicator for a Best Picture win. Um, and it has a romance in it. Like, all yeah. of these facets of this movie are wings. Yes. And it's kind of the first example of what we're going to be seeing in the future. Of many movies that kind of recreate that same well, format. You have those long movies that win Best I mean, like, this long war movies that win Best Picture, you're, you're going to go into Gone with the Wind. You're going to go into, um... So many. Best Years of Our Lives. Best Years of Our Lives. Um... Uh, and a Bridge on the River Kwai. Bridge on the River And Florence yeah. of if Arabia, they, yeah, like, I mean, out got, of Africa. They're all long So events. many, yes. yes. And that's kind of, this is kind of the first example of that happening. yes. Or on the flip side, they also gave Sunrise a Best Picture win for being kind of that smaller, intimate, artistic, artistic movie. Yeah. And that's kind of what we see nowadays in the Best Picture race. There's usually mm. your standard best picture film. Yeah. But there's also that little dark horse that could also win. And it's usually they pit, you know, two movies against each other. go right to, like, uh, best picture 2016 was... uh... Moonlight versus which La was La like Land. the artistic film exactly, you had La La Land, which was a typical, not that it wasn't artistic, but no, but like your like typical was, uh, Hollywood musical, which is also a huge indicator of Best Picture wins in time they, in years past. They enjoy, they do enjoy a a big musical, they love it. But we're gonna get to that category. Oh, that's gonna next year, nineteen twenty. 1920, Absolutely, nineteen twenty-eight. We got a good one. Totally. Uh, so I thought it was kind of interesting that like even in the very first year of the Academy Awards, we already see the two examples of your Best Picture films. It's it is interesting. They're setting it up right there at the beginning, mm-hmm. as to what we want to, in order to win an Oscar, absolutely, and what a great film is supposed to mean. Exactly, and a what great like studio film. Yeah, and what a great movie looks like, and yeah, yeah in watching these two movies, I get it. You and know, I totally them, understand. Even with even with the parts that drag and wings, both of these do hold up pretty well, you know? They really do. I and like I had said earlier, I was actually surprised by how much I actually did like Wings. Yes. There was there's a lot to like about the movie. The symbolism in it, um we talked about, you know, obviously the friendships and all that stuff. It's a really great war movie. Um it's interesting to look at um I mean obviously We don't have as much in-depth knowledge on these movies, but uh, Best Unique and Artistic Picture, the other nominees were Chang, A Drama of the Wilderness, which I need to see at some point in my life. I believe that was a documentary type Oh, right. Yes. And then The Crowd, which is a pretty well-known silent film. Mm -hmm. And then for Outstanding Picture, the other nominees were Seventh Heaven, which we talked a little bit about earlier, and The Racket. Right. So um, those are what they, those are what they go up against. Um, I think it's kind of hard to say if there are any movies that were overlooked, excuse me, or if there are any movies that um, might have deserved something instead, because this is the year where we're establishing what the Academy means. Correct. So yeah. it's it's just not as I think historically competitive a year. Absolutely. And even, like, you know, when Wings did actually come out into theaters, it was a huge hit immediately. It made a, a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So, with it being, you the know... a, a bonanza. Totally. Like, a, yeah. you know, a, a blockbuster film. Yeah. Also critically acclaimed. There was no doubt that it was probably going to win the first Best Picture win. Yeah, and... And Sunrise, by the flip side, did not make money upon its initial release. Yeah, and so it's it's interesting to contrast those two. Mm-hmm. It was just the it was the prestige film. Um, there was an honorary award given that year. Uh, interestingly, one for Charlie Chaplin. Correct. Um, and they gave it to him specifically for doing the movie The Circus. Um, Although you could give one to Charlie Chaplin for pretty much everything he does. Just about anything he does. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Warner Brothers got a special award for The Jazz Singer, which, despite the fact that there had been films that had soundtracks printed onto the film Mm -hmm. with the picture, such as Sunrise, um, The Jazz Singer was the first official talking picture. With sequences of talking. Yes. And that movie was released only a few weeks after Sunrise was premiered. Um, now, which changed everything. That changed the industry. Now, interestingly, that was using a process called Vitaphone, where you had the soundtrack on records that played sure. with the movie. right? Um, so already, Sunrise was kind of a step ahead in technology yeah. because they were printing the soundtrack on the film, which was far more efficient. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but uh, Warner Brothers just kind of beat the other studios that were developing this technology to the punch of actually putting words there. And that is why this is the only year, in, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it Well, to be fair, yeah. Uh, That only has that has silent best picture films. Yeah, because the talkies are about to take over movies, which we'll talk more about. And they surely do. And they really do. Although I will say the most interesting thing to me about the jazz singer um, is the first line of spoken dialogue in the movie. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. It's it'll give you chills. Are you ready? Oh, I am ready to be moved. All right, the first line in the movie, the jazz singer, the first talkie, is "Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet." That's right, when he comes out, wait wait. wait, wait. You ain't, oh, duh, yeah, I did know that, that's so good. I mean, like, ah, it gives you oh chills. Oh gosh, yeah. that's so good. But um, that movie is also problematic in the sense of racial um True. There's, situations. Oh God, yeah, there is that. And that um, also has a lot of music in it, obviously, as well, which kind of sets up too, in uh, this going to be a new tradition of a lot of the first early talkie films were musicals, backstage they were. musicals. They were. We're going to see a lot of that in the years to come, literally next year. Literally next year, we have our first musical winner. Uh, Let's go ahead and preview the next Oscars, the second annual Academy Awards covering movies from both 1928 and 1929. Uh, the best picture winner that year is a movie called The Broadway Melody. Sure is. Yeah. And I, I have never seen it. You haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. What do you think you're going to be going into? Oh gosh, I, I really, honestly, you know, I feel more strongly than I did with the Wings that I'm not going to like this movie. I, I am <laughs> not a huge fan of these kinds of musicals to begin with. It yeah. is a backstage musical. Yeah. It just, from what I've seen of it, it looks a lot like a Forty Second Street, which I hate. You know what <laughs> I mean? Well, I uh, I've seen Forty Second Street. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, some of the Gold Diggers movies. I love Gold Diggers of nineteen thirty three. I've seen yes. that one. That the Busby Berkeley musicals. Yes, those movies really figured out how to use the camera and yeah. film the girls uh, on these concentric circles and all the overhead yes. shots this movie is not going to have any of that type of staging it's, i don't think it will it's going to be a, a straight on shot of the stage yeah it's going to be like a filmed musical like it's, a filmed stage musical it's is gonna what i film, feel like it's going to be it's going to be like a film stage musical oh, with a God. backstage story that i feel is going to be really um very uh, prototype of yes what they become it's just gonna be very stagey and it's not I just you know what maybe we'll be blown away maybe if we go in with really low expectations there you go my expectations could not be lower (laughs) I mean like but I, I feel like the important thing to do is to try to view this in the context of the time pretend that we've never seen a musical before. <laughs> sure. Yep. And Let's do that. May, I hope to be pleasantly surprised. I'm Let's, hoping I will remain be, optimistic. I'm hoping to be totally blown away <laughs> by all of... By all of the amazingness that is the Broadway melody. I can't wait. <laughs> well, guys, tune in next week as we break down the Broadway melody and this new Hollywood of talky films. Talking pictures. Talking pictures. It's a fad. It won't last I don't think so. I don't think it's going (laughs) to (laughs) last. Thanks for joining us, guys.